I mean, no one comes into our house and pushes us around. You believe that America is the land of opportunity? Yeah. We're soldiers, but we're American soldiers. We've been kicking ass for 200 years. And those of you who are familiar with it know that in America, democracy is hypocrisy. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. You're listening to the Abolitionists Roundtable with your hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Flurry. They're leading the charge in advancing the conservative revolution. Join the conversation at 734-822-1600. And now, your all-American hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Flurry. And good morning. This is Phil Stargell. This is the Abolitionist Roundtable of Michigan. And on uh, the uh, mic opposite is Bruce Flurry, off of assignment this morning and in the arts and minds of America. Good morning, Bruce. Hey, good morning, Phil. Good morning, Derek, and good morning to our listening audience. And I want to uh, start off by uh, wishing everybody a uh, very safe and uh, uh, meaningful Memorial Day come on come Monday. Um, you know, I had. Uh, I had several relatives who were who were veterans who served in World War II, and uh, my uncle Bill, in particular, was a uh, B-25 pilot over in Europe. I forget how many missions he flew, but uh, you know, I, I still I can still see the family albums from him wearing his uh, his uh, U.S. Army Air Forces uh, uniform. Uh, very very uh, very very proud uh, of my of my family's uh, participation in the defense of our country. Yeah, and and it is a, a, a day that we all have to look on and with a great gratitude and and yeah. the idea that America is yeah. is the the beacon of freedom and the beacon of liberty that it is and it is in very very uh, deep trouble in terms yeah. of uh, of a tyrannical government that would take a, a, a a place in America if we don't keep very, very uh, deep vigilance yeah. on on the the aspirations of power mm-hmm. on the part of uh, the Democrat Party, and yeah. we see it everywhere. Oh, and, sure. uh, one of the things is is how they are, are have achieved what they've done. They mm-hmm. they t- used our children mm-hmm. against. The American principles taught them to hate the government, taught them to hate the uh, principles of liberty, and 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 allowed this nonsense to be taught to the next generation. And wow. now it's gotten to the point where critical uh, race has gotten America to the point of a critical point in history. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. if we continue to allow this nonsense to be taught to our kids. Yeah. We're going to have a country that no longer uh, wants to be under the the protection of our constitutions. They're going to want to throw that protection off and look towards Europe and the rest of the um, the world in their forms of government, their parliamentary government and stuff like that is flat out communist. But the thing is what they're trying to do is right now lead us into 
a, a, a point where the Constitution is not the, uh, the controlling authority over government. But, but we are, we are continue to allow it to be in control of us with the government making a decision on what they meant by the, the, uh, the, the, the amendments in the Constitution. When they, when the founding fathers said, uh, that you, you had the right to carry a gun, they didn't mean that somebody should be able to prohibit what you know when and where and how much ammunition and where you could buy it and all of that they meant that you should have that right yeah. they want to pack the supreme court to come up with some uh some fiat idea of how you and i should be able to interpret what the constitution means well that's where this whole idea of a living breathing uh constitution living breathing document i think it yeah. I think it probably goes as far back as the, as the days of Woodrow Wilson. Uh, Wilson was a was a big uh, opponent of the Declaration of Independence as well as the Constitution. He, he believed that the Constitution had had uh, had, had pretty much uh, uh, become outdated because you know because it it, it it didn't it didn't adjust to the times. Okay. Uh, well, you know, bedrock, unalienable. Uh, human rights, constitutional rights, are immutable. Okay, they, they don't. They, they, there's no shifting meaning to them. Okay, it's not like, and that's when you look at the uh, the, the wording in these in the in these uh, in these amendments. The word "shall." Okay, yeah. the the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. That's right. Uh, they they did not mean to say could be infringed, might be infringed. Uh, maybe infringed, uh, you know, uh, that type of thing. No, the word shall has a very, uh, has a very specific meaning. And it, it means, it means exactly what it says. You shall not, uh, take away a person's right to defend themselves. You shall not infringe upon their right to express their opinion, uh, freely without fear of government interference. Uh, that's not for you know, you, you shall, you shall be, right, you shall be granted, happiness. right? You shall be, you shall be granted the right to a fair, a speedy trial, uh, yeah. trial of your peers. That word "shall" is very powerful. Okay, yeah. it means something, but you know, not not with the not with the left is concerned because they think that they can control the language, and and in a lot of cases they're right because when they control the language, then they can control the narrative, and they control the narrative, and that means that they can decide. Uh, who you know? Who is uh, who is right and who is wrong? And that is and that is that's chilling. That's chilling, Phil. It really is. Well, um, I know Phil. Uh, I, I, yeah, Phil. Right, Milt's on the phone right now. Uh, Milt Harris. Uh, morning, Milt. You there? And how you doing, Bruce and Phil? Good to talk to there you, you this morning. And uh, you know, stepping right into some of the topics that I want to uh, hit on right quick and get out of your way. Uh -huh. Uh, first of all, I want to say that my anthem, as I told you last week, was we the people are not afraid. That's what I'm saying. Because we yeah. didn't become the home of the brave being afraid. And this Memorial Day is an appropriate time to, for people who believe that they are with we the people. Start saying that. Let people know we're not afraid. We're not going to back up. You understand? When it says, give me liberty of death, 
Well, they, they meant that. They're saying you got to fight for liberty. Nobody's going to give it to you. They might let you be free for a while, but they're not going to give you liberty. You're going to have, have to earn that. So anyway, I yeah. want to say to you, Phil and Bruce, this is a great day for you all to make some money because I'm giving cash money to anybody out there, regardless of race, creed, or color, who can bring me an assault weapon. An inanimate weapon that can assault somebody. You know, look in the dictionary, look up the word assault. You see? That means for you be able to attack somebody. Animals attack, people assault. Okay? So I'm offering cash money now, now, to anybody out there, call the radio station or get in touch with me, and I want them to bring me a gun, a weapon, an inanimate object that can get up and shoot somebody and assault somebody. Bruce just submitted something about the language. You're so correct, Bruce. That language is how they control us. You understand? Yeah. Uh, with, with these false narratives. There's no weapon in the world that can assault nobody. It's an inanimate object. But you can assault people. People can assault people with weapons, their hand, baseball, bat, knives, bottles, whatever. Yeah. You understand? So we need to That's crash right. that narrative and let them know we're not going to accept this here uh, assault weapon nonsense because what they want to do, all despots have to get rid of your way of protecting yourself so they can, uh, uh, so they can dominate you. You know what I'm saying? So, sure. you, so what I'm saying this morning is that let's not let them get away with this assault weapons nonsense. We know why they take away the gun so you can be left unprotected because this is one thing they never say. They never tell you how many people lives are spared, how many people's safety are protected, how many property is protected by people having guns. A lot of times people right. get ready to break That's in right. your house or steal your car and they think, well, I ain't going to go in there because they got a gun. All right? If they knew you didn't have some way to protect yourself, you would be open season. So uh, I want to say also right quick, uh, we just had this celebration, not we, let me back that out of that. Not we. They had a celebration about George Floyd here recently, and, yes, and there may be an exception to what I said about the guns because they had some shootings there at his uh, so-called celebration. So maybe the gun did get up and jumped in somebody's hand and made them go out there and go to shooting uh, while George Floyd was there, right? So uh, we need to look at that. And uh, another thing I want to say. Is that Ashley Babbitt? I don't know how many of you all remember Ashley Babbitt and know about it, but she was killed on January the 6th. Right. No event of remembrance for her. We don't even know who did it. We back to yeah. that Fast and Furious and Benghazi and Russian nonsense, nonsense hoax where you don't know what went on. We don't even know what went on at Fort Hood when this guy killed up all those people. We don't even know if he is still in jail or whatever. This is a Democrat, pro, this is a Democrat way of doing things. They they never tell you what they're going to do. Then when they do it, they deny it, just like they did at Waco. So uh, I want to say this morning that it's an irony here. George Floyd hollered out, I can't breathe. Then the Democrats turn around and mandate that people put sanitary napkins on their face where they can't breathe. You know, just look at the irony of these people. Evil is evil. And I, another thing I want to say right quick is that this mask hoax, a lot of people may think that the Democrats is relieving, I mean, removing that mandate on the mask because they are benevolent. No, no, no. Don't fall for that. The reason why they're removing it is because the perverts on June is having a celebration 
And the Democrats know that there's too much hypocrisy there. They know that these perverts are not going to be no six feet away. They're not going to be taking off their masks. They ain't going to have on no masks because they're going to be kissing each other all over their body. They know that. So they can't, So they had to come up and get rid of this, this mask thing so that they wouldn't be exposed as the hypocrites who they are. You see? That's the real reason why they're getting rid of the mask mandate and, 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 and no uh, uh, social distancing prohi- prohibitions. That's the reason. So what I'm going to say this morning, fellas, look, uh, we the people are not afraid. This is the home of the brave. And like Bruce said, Memorial Day, let's celebrate these people and let them know you're not going to take them in the United States away from us. If you don't want to be here, don't stay here. And these people that's coming across the border, they must be insane because they're coming to a state a nation that has systemic racism, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why would you want to come here? And here's, an, yeah. here's my closing question to everybody. Phil, uh, you, uh, you mentioned some, somebody about, uh, I forget the guy's name, uh, uh, um, you, the guy's, uh, uh, well, anyway, I just put it, he know what I'm talking about, the guy who, who uh, uh, um, well, Phil, you can you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. You told me about him. I never did know about him, and y- y'all kept telling me about. It. But anyway, I want to say this oh, here. You mean Pitchfork Ben? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I want to close out with this. Let's stop letting the Democrats get away with this stuff about systemic racism and and racism and council culture. But let's ask them: Will you be responsible for it? You see? Because the Democrats have never admitted to doing anything wrong. They are the systemic racism uh, uh, authorizationists. So let's say, let's not let them continue to get away with this nonsense. Every time they say systemic racism, let just we should let them know we're not Democrats. We're not leftists. So that's your problem. Okay? So, all right. So, Thanks so much, Mel, oh, for your call. Okay, fellas. And, and look here. Some God bless all of you all on this morning. day coming up. And uh, don't be a puppet, okay? All right. All right. Talk to Thank you. Thank you, Bill. All right. Have a great, have a great, have a great yeah, weekend. Yeah. You don't feel all that have a blessed uh, Memorial Day some Monday, okay? All right. Okay. Take care. Mm-hmm. Thank we you. We got Ed okay. from uh, Ypsilanti on the phone. We're going to give him a, he wants to talk about that word, shall, that you talked about there, Bruce. Mm-hmm. Good okay, morning, great. Ed. Good morning, Ed. Happy Memorial Day to you. Same to you guys. Same to you guys. Um, to Milt's point about, first off, about what, you know, assault weapons and defining it, show me an assault weapon. Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana was grilling <laughs> Biden's uh, BATF nominee on yeah. just what is an assault weapon. I, I put it on Facebook and I sent it to Dip Cupkey and I hope he plays it. And that guy looked like Alfred E. Newman. The guy was really, <laughs> oh, what a moron. I, I was like, wow. But you know, you keep using that word shall. You kept using it. Give me one second. I'll tell you what I think about it. Okay. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> did that come across? Okay. I don't know. Did you get that from Princess Bride? You keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> okay. Well, what does it mean? What, what does it mean, Ed? Well, <laughs> it... I'm really speaking, of course, to the Democrats in the Supreme oh, okay. Court. You know, right? Okay. 
It's 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 so clear as a bell. Shall not infringe. You shall do right. this. You shall not do it's that. A, it doesn't mean you know as you see fit. It's a command. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, you guys enjoy your weekend and uh, and once again hold the family of those who have lost loved ones in in combat and outside of combat. There are men in uniform who die outside of combat who have right. signed up yeah. and they've given their life. And uh, God bless That's you. Right. Thanks so much for your call. We're going to get to Joe from White now. Good morning, Joe. Hey, Joe. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you today? Yeah. This is being better. perfect, as Mark Scott used to say. Near perfect. Uh huh. Well, it's like I always say things could always be better, but they could often be worse. And I could be rather right now if I were still sleeping because I'm still tired. But I wanted to talk to you this morning. (laughs) And you mentioned again, Bruce, (laughs) twisting of the language. We've discussed this several times, and it's worth discussing at least once a month because it is spot on. Like, promote the general welfare in our doctrine founding documents does not mean personal welfare checks to individuals as a handout. Promote the general welfare means promote the capitalist society and the economic engine that then creates jobs by which people can then earn their own living. And it's the same with even children's stories. They twist it. We've discussed it before. Robin Hood did not steal from the rich to give to the poor like the fascocrats want to rewrite the story. It was the sheriff who was the arm of the king, the arm of the state, confiscating from the peasants that they took from and gave back from the pe- to the peasants from which it was stolen. They twist the Bible. Jesus was not a socialist. You have to take the whole Bible in context, not just judge not. There's dozens of other verses that at context and clarification on that you should judge in a biblical way, and you are uh, responsible to be judged by the way you judge others. And render unto Caesar the second most twisted, out-of-context thing there is. Jesus never said, it is your duty to take care of widows and orphans. Be your brother's keeper. So tell Caesar to steal from neighbor A to give to neighbor B. That is not charity. That is theft. That is redistribution. That is not what Jesus said. And I've got tinyurl.com slash liberaljon and then another thing for the greater good yet or it takes a village tinyurl.com slash for greater good I go in depth they twist the concept for the greater good means a society like America capitalism that provides for indeed the actual greater good good. 
And Jesus said it himself, the poor will always be among you. The socialist notion that everyone can be equal, equal outcomes, is nonsense. It's not biblical. We've known it for thousands and thousands of years, that it cannot and will not work. But they keep twisting the language to try, you know, to convince us otherwise. Well, Joe, thanks so much for your call this morning because we're getting close to the bottom of the hour. And uh, listen, Joe, you keep right on getting up with us early on on Saturday morning. And uh, (laughs) we we know you got a lot to to bring forward to the people. So thanks for your call so much. Thank you. Well, I want to publicly thank both of you, too, for uh, articles you wrote for Wayne 12 newsletter. Uh, hopefully people are getting that and reading your articles and take care brothers. I love you both. You know that, uh, uh, right. talk to you later. Thank you so much. Well, hey, did, you, um, did you, uh, what were you, you were saying about this, this critical race theory uh, in our public schools and this, uh, Lori Lightfoot, uh, oh, this, yeah. this whole idea that uh, that we can allow our schools to be the the uh, the purveyor of this kind of nonsense, and let's not forget that this this is the hatching grounds for this transgender. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, and you're right, Phil. And and what's really disturbing about it is that um, is that the the left is using this uh, this. I think a, a legitimate, uh, a legitimate uh, dysfunction. Uh, people have it. It's called uh, gender dysphoria, basically to to uh, control our, our young people by by indoctrinating them into believing that uh, you know if they're if they're not happy with their with their uh, uh, with their with their physical makeup and that type of thing, they believe they're in the wrong body. That 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 type of thing that they can go ahead and change themselves by certain forms of therapy involving the use of hormones and even more drastic uh, 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 reconstructive surgery um, to make them appear to be members of the opposite sex. When isn't it, isn't it strange that yeah. the, uh, the Democrats believe that they can change things like people's gender, yeah. but they don't change their behavior when it comes to uh, trying to control people along racial lines. Give me an example. They'll they'll tell you that that uh, that it's all right for for uh, like Lori Lightfoot to be a lesbian and be the mayor, and if you say anything about it, they will cancel you. Yeah. But then she can turn around and go back to the racist policies of the Democrat Party and tell you that she will not. Uh, do her job for uh, reporters and journalists that are not of color. Using yeah. the term of color, which is straight out of the racist past of the black codes and the Jim Crow laws, where yeah. they call black Americans either people of color or all uh, the 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 animal terms that they use, like mulatto, 
yeah. and things like that. This is how they referred to uh, anyone that was of African descent or, or of them, and, and obviously any other. And this is what Laurie Lightfoot is doing in in uh, in, in Chicago, yeah. using the terms and the in the laws of Jim Crow and the Black Codes. Mm-hmm. And well, so it's yeah. okay because she has declared herself to be above the male, basically above the law because it's a law. It's against the it's it's against the law to discriminate based on color, isn't it? Yes, it is. Right. So yes. she's breaking a law, and yes. nobody's calling her on it. But it's not the black codes or Jim Crow law that she's breaking, so that's what yeah. she's going in there again. Okay, folks, you can hear by the music that we are up against a break. We will be right back after these messages. Stay on the line, and we'll be right back to... You're listening to the Abolitionists' Roundtable with your hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Fleury. They're exposing the left's underground resistance while leading the charge in the fight for liberty. Join the conversation at 734-822-1600. Hello, I am Milt, and this is Logically Speaking Uncensored, Master Puppeteers and the Marionette Puppets. According to the dictionary, Puppets that are controlled by strings or wires are called marionettes. And accordingly, people without much willpower who are told what to do and say and are attached to virtual controlling strings simulate marionette puppets. The Neo-Democrat Communist Party is using the Communist China Wuhan COVID-19 virus as virtual strings to orchestrate gullible people into a marionette puppet dance of fear to control what they do, say, and where they go. Ever since George Washington and Patriots won the Revolutionary War, master puppeteers have concealed their regimes in ideological darkness. But in 2016, Donald Trump's presidential victory sent shockwaves into the master puppeteers' sanctuary swamp of darkness, flushing them out into the light. To master puppeteers, a legal American who embrace Christian values, constitutional integrity, and dedicated to making the nation strong with the patriotic praise, make America great, was intolerable. So in year 2019, master puppeteers using the Wuhan China COVID-19 virus as a mechanism to pull strings began to weaponize marionette puppets to attack Trump and slander his supporters as racist, white nationalist supremacists. With the COVID-19 scandemic as their centerpiece, master puppeteers manipulated people like marionette puppets into covering their face with sanitary napkins called masks, stand six feet apart, restrict group congregations, and forbid singing and dancing in churches or at weddings. However, shutting down the economy to implement their socialist concept of redistributing money to non-productive people was permitted. After engineering presidential votes away from President Trump, 
the master puppeteer's next treasonous steps were to fabricate a malleable, immoral, semi-brain-sick humanoid with a low IQ to be their marionette puppet president. China Joe Biden fulfilled their requirements. China Joe, marionette puppet-in-chief, first assignments were to sign numerous fascist executive orders, stopping construction of the Keystone Oil Pipeline and border wall construction, which is allowing thousands of illegal law-violating immigrant invaders into the country. His second assignments were to promote Marxist critical race theories, class warfare, Green New Deals, climate change, global warming hoaxes, Black Lives Matter, and be a divider, not a unifier. Master puppeteers' strange pullers are a mystery, but they are not imaginary people. They are real, influential, powerful, politically connected domestic terrorists, and the ingredients in their agendas are brewed and marinated in cauldrons of toxic hatred mixed with a smorgasbord of evil satanic collectivism. People fighting to save the United States from a totalitarian Armageddon must know that China Joe, Marxist Kamala, and Neo-Democrat Communist Party apparatchik comrades are marionette puppets attached to domestic terrorism strings controlled by unholy master puppeteers. I am milk, logically speaking, uncensored, saying, think of well, thanks so much for Milton Harris for sending over that commentary this morning. And remember uh, what he said, uh, we are not afraid. I'm with them. I'm not afraid either. I want to confront these people because the faster we confront them, the better we, faster we can get back to having this country be what it was meant to be, a yeah. constitutionally yeah. limited republic that guards the rights and the privileges of its citizens not allow it to be invaded by a former army of socialists and communists. Well, you know, that's just, Phil, that's I'm just not, the way I feel about it. Well, I'm not, I'm not intimidated by these pipsqueaks either, you know. Uh, they're, now, they're, they're, a lot of people are, are uh, you know, are evidently so weak and so, uh, so lily-livered that uh, they are afraid of being called names. And uh, you know that and if, if you're if you're if that's if that's what your main worry is, then you got a problem, because you have you've got to have first of all you've got to realize what's at stake here. Okay, what they're trying to take away from us, what they're trying to force upon us, they're trying to change our kids uh, uh, in, into uh, something they are not, which is uh, which is you know mutilated. Um, you know, uh, hormone uh, hormone dependent uh, people that uh, that are that think that they're different from what God God made them, and that's what this whole uh, transition thing is about. And yeah. if you if you dare if you dare to speak out against something like this, which is a direct form of child not just not child abuse, Phil, it's child endangerment. Can you imagine yeah. a presidential candidate? De, uh, defending the decision of an eight-year-old kid yes. to, uh, yes. to, to change his gender yes. with, uh, 
apparently with the mother's approval. Well, this yeah. is what Biden did back during the campaign of uh, 2020, appearing at that town hall meeting. And he was talking about we shouldn't discriminate against a, 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 an eight-year-old child for wanting to make this type of a decision. Well, for crying out loud, Phil, eight years old? When you and I were eight years old, was this even on our minds? Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's the same kind of thinking that allows. No, we were alive at eight years old. Yeah, it's the same kind of thinking. Yeah. And, then, yeah. and now they want to foist this stuff on our children. Uh, people like Billy Burley, who was on uh, uh, Tucker Carlson's uh, broadcast the other night, saying what he went through because as a kid he was he didn't quite fit in. Okay. Uh, there was another there was another uh, lady uh, by the name of Grace. Uh, I forget her last name. Grace Smith who had told Leslie Stahl on 60 Minutes this past weekend that that she that being a woman wasn't working for her anymore when she was asked why she wanted to have her have testosterone treatments. Yeah. And and then you have another another person, a guy by the name of uh, uh, I forget his name, but he was a young man who uh, who 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 made who made two on the basis of two visits, Phil, two visits to a therapist was given authorization to receive hormone treatments when the when the uh, guidelines are that you're supposed to undergo at least a year of therapy before and and before you can get your uh, before you can get this uh, authorization plus making the decision to uh, have yourself surgically altered which he did and he almost committed and he was committed suicide within a week of the procedure wow. now this this is psychological abuse and what's happening, Phil, is they, 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 they're, they're trying to track these people, and, and they're, they're lost out there. They've lost track of them. And the reason they've lost track of them is, is most likely because a lot of these people have committed suicide because they're, they're depressed because they're even worse off than they were yeah. going in. Yeah. And, we're supposed, and we are supposed to we're being told, we're supposed to believe, Phil, that this is good for our kids. Yeah. No, this is not. This is barbarity. And when I wrote my book, uh, Phil, just to give you a just, just to give you a little uh, analogy here, a comparison. I interviewed Johnny Hunter about uh, about the abortion uh, the abortion question in North Carolina. Uh, he runs an organization called the Life Education and Resource Network, and he goes, "I tell people that if we think the radical Muslims are barbaric for cutting people's heads off, think how barbaric we are to cut off the head of a baby in its mother's womb." Well, yeah. for crying out loud, Phil. We have we have young girls being surgically altered in the name of Islam, in the name of religion, by having their genitals altered, you know, female genital mutilation, and we and we're all bent out of shape over that, and rightly so. We're all infuriated and outraged over it. Yet we are supposed to turn around and endorse the same type of thing when it's happening to a kid having his breast cut off, or in the case of uh, Billy Burley, having his male genitalia removed. And he was so dissatisfied, Phil, but he told Tucker Carlson that he he transitioned back to being a male, but not after after encountering all these psychological and financial problems. This is this is and this is this is insane, Phil. And we're supposed to sit there and celebrate this stuff. Not me. I'm not afraid. Yeah, I'm not afraid of being called names. Okay, I've been called work. I've been called so many names. I've had so many labels put on me. I feel like a steamer trunk, but I don't care. Yeah. I care. I care about these kids, Phil. I care about their future, and these kids are being sold a bill of goods, and so are their parents because there's money in it, money to be made in it. 
just like these yeah. hospitals that, that lump every every uh, patient together and under COVID because they get they do get financial compensation based on the number of people they diagnose uh, as having COVID COVID nineteen. Same thing with the public schools, Phil. Every year they uh, they put in for increased funding. And, they, and the funding is based directly on how many butts are in those seats in the classroom every academic year. Yes. And before we uh, get any further into that, I want to get to our lines because I asked them to hold on to, uh, through the break. So mm-hmm. we want to go to Cliff from Salt, um, from Sault Ste. Marie. Uh, good morning, Cliff. Good morning, Cliff. How are you doing? 47 apple seeds at a time. Hello? Hello? Oh, okay. What's going on, y'all? <laughs> Hi there. Sorry about that. Sorry about I mean, I've been on hold for like, no, nah, nah, I ain't even going to complain, but uh, what's yeah. going on? How y'all doing? Good. How you doing this morning? I'm I'm doing pretty good, man. I just, uh, I've been listening for the, for the past few weeks, and, uh, you know, I, I don't want to, like, get super amped up because I don't want to, like, sound like I'm, like, being personal. But uh, we got to kill this narrative of, on this show that's, like, Democrat bad, Republican good. Like, that's not – it was the Republican Eisenhower who um, he uh, started doing the freeway. He started, you know, doing the freeways and stuff. He was the one that was, like, manning the freeways and stuff. And – there were two cities in Detroit called Black Bottom and Paradise Valley. Mm-hmm. Y'all know that, right? Yeah, I know. In fact, uh, you can take an historical tour of those uh, two particular uh, uh, locations in Detroit. Right. So, okay. um, and where are those cities now? Do y'all know? They're there's, under not much, there's not much left of them, if, if, if anything. And this is this is a result of poor urban planning. Huh? It's a result of poor urban planning. Well, so it's not a result. So it's not. So wait a second. I was just talking about the Democrat bad, Republican good thing. And now it's, it is so interesting to me how it's like so much partisanship. It's so much partisanship. Like, nobody wants to blame their side. Nobody wants to look at their side. Let's talk oh, about Oh, wait a second. Right. Wait, hold it. Wait, wait, wait a second. Wait, wait a second, sir. Ah. This is not this is not an either or type of thing. If a, if a Republican is. is doing something against our Constitution, if a Republican is doing something against our rights as individuals to, uh, to, to live free, then, yeah, we're going to call them on that. We, we, we talk about Paul Ryan all the time. We talk about John McCain. We talk about Liz Cheney. These people are not establishment types, sir. These are establishment types who do not have the best interests of this country at heart. So don't so don't say don't go there, please. Don't go there. Um, Bro, y'all been going there this whole time. Y'all been going there this whole time. This whole is show it, uh, goes there. Is it something on, that the, me, uh, the freeway has to do with? With the putting of people somewhere that they don't want to be, is that what what that situation is? Say that again. What is the problem with uh, progress and putting a freeway through uh, through a city to help 
moved because traffic. it ransacked it ransacked the black economy in the city. There were all uh, kinds of it was like three hundred plus black had, owned businesses we have had six, in that almost area. Sixty years of, of of Democrat rule in this in this uh, in the city, uh, yeah, yes, sir, and Democrat rule. Okay, who was who was in power? Who was in power when we had the riots? Democrats, okay. Who is who is in power when we wait, had wait, all wait. these? That was, so we, that, oh, wait, 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 wait. That was in '67. '67. I was five, here. That was five I was years here, sir. after I remember Black like it was yesterday. That was five years. I was listen, here, bro. Just, just let me go ahead. Just let me go ahead. I listened to y'all. I tried to answer y'all questions. That was five years. '67. That was five years after I-75 was completed. So when I say Oh, I-75 was decimated. not completed Bro, come on, in, come on, in come 1960. Come on, come on. Let me say what no, I got no. to say, man. Let me say what I got to say. I, when I say it decimated... It was not completed in 1962. And the, <laughs> and I, have, I have maps of Detroit from 1962 which show the proposed route of I-75. It was not completed. It wasn't completed until the late 1960s. Okay, not the early 60s. So the late 1960s, that's... That, okay, <laughs> that's not... All right, I mean, if... I would like to see that. I would like to see evidence for that. Point? I would like to see evidence for that. Look at a map. Look huh? on a map of Detroit from from 1962. Huh? You you said you said that the rise took place five years after I-75 was completed. I-75 was still under construction in through Detroit at that time. In 67. You know the the, the, the problem is that. That uh, when you talk about things like a, a freeway and things like that, that doesn't get to the problem of what it is that you're under uh, the underlying problem that you're referring to. You're referring to uh, a, a deliberate attempt by the people in power to to isolate black people in a certain area or remove them from a certain area for for what purpose? You see, the, the symbolic uh, no, indications bro, see, of it is see. one thing, but what, what what did it do overall for progress of the city? That's the important thing. What did it do? What did it do here. besides make? Okay, so now we got to go. So now I want to bring up the GI Bill from World War II that caused a housing boom in America that was denied to the black soldiers that came home. Those white soldiers that got that GI Bill built the suburban areas. So that suburban area had a housing boom for like 20 years. So we're talking about from 1945 to, to like the 1970s. So now what I want to say to that, um, the question who, of why the freeways built. Wait, wait, wait. Let me get to my point. Just let me get to my point. The freeways were so, it, I, man, I, I haven't, the freeways seemed like a way to get a good amount of white people to come back to the city. Okay, I mean, uh, listen, uh, Clifton, I have to go to the Edwards Notebook. Uh, listen, I, I want you to call in next weekend. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you some things to think about. But in the meantime, I gotta go to the Edward Notebook. So let's go to the Edward Notebook. Thanks and we, call it, Clint. we appreciate next week, it. Great Clifton, week. Is that okay? There is but one flag that should fly over U.S. embassies. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, Secretary of State Antony Blinken recently authorized that U.S. embassies around the world can now fly Black Lives Matter flags and banners. 
The authorization was part of the Biden regime's response to the one-year anniversary of the death of George Floyd that sparked massive rioting from coast to coast. In my opinion, any U.S. administration that promotes the flying of flags of any communist organization that literally is fighting against the very existence of our unique constitutionally limited way of life, traditional family, manhood, even God himself, should be recognized as the enemy from within and dealt with accordingly. U.S. embassies are supposed to represent and protect the symbol of what's good about the United States. Not the Black Lives Matter mission of destruction followed by a planned devolution into an oppressive reign of urban-style tyranny and Mao Zedong communism. Wake up, my fellow Americans. The republic you save may be your own. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out the RonEdwards.com. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. And we are back in quickly uh, because yeah. uh, we are up against the clock. Yeah. When it comes to things like freeways and things like that, there was legislation that was passed. The the the, uh, the GI Bill legislation after World War II was done so by people like Lyndon Johnson, Al Gore Sr., Mm-hmm. And people like that. And their main goal was to bring uh, the government's money into the soldiers coming back. And they did, yeah, they did have a bias on how things were done. But you got to look at the Republican Party as the guys that were trying to make the best of the situation. Because Eisenhower was the president, but the Senate and the Congress was controlled by Democrats. Democrats made the rules, and Democrats did things like holding back civil rights legislation for years Mm -hmm. until Democrats got in the position to put it in. And when they put it in, it favored Democrats. It didn't favor black Americans. And black Americans swore up and down that the civil rights legislation was made up from heaven. But mm-hmm. just all you have to do is look at one thing. Who benefited most from the, the civil rights legislation? Uh, black businesses were closed down because they couldn't compete. Restaurants couldn't compete with McDonald's. Uh, small mom and pop uh, uh, hardware stores couldn't compete with the chain stores. And so there was a saying, if you remember, you may not be old enough, but there was a saying that went, the white man's ice is colder than ours. That means that there was a preference for what the white man was sending into the projects and sending into the black neighborhoods that made it necessary for the black businesses that were the the uh, the mom and pop barbecue stands, restaurants, and stuff like that in favor of the McDonald's, but that was the choices that people made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, oh, uh, but yeah. the but the larger choice was made by the government to right. to make it possible for the McDonald's and all of the other chains to come into the neighborhoods and and do business. Right. So yeah. you know. There's a trade-off, and there's always going to be a trade-off in the system where the government doesn't control everything. Yeah. 
So, you know, we can, we can discuss that, but what you might want to discuss is the, 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 the legislation that the, uh, the Congress passed on immigration, allowing, um, in the twenties, mostly white immigration from Europe. In the forties and the late early fifties, most of it came from Asia and South and Central and, and, uh, you know, Central America, places like that. That's where the immigration came about. Hey, Phil, we got, uh, we got Elizabeth on the phone real quick. Uh, can we get yeah. to her before we, uh, we, uh, sign off? Uh, yeah. Elizabeth, here. Morning, morning, young lady. Good morning, Patriots. I just want to tell you that Coleman Young, around that time, went to the neighborhood in Detroit and told all the white people, because I know people, to move to the other side of 8 Mile because you're not welcome here, Whitey. And that was yeah. our beloved Coleman A. Young. So okay. who's the racist? Yeah. Well, very it good. Nice of uh, Lori Lightsworth. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Well, we come to the end of another broadcast, Phil. Yes, I'm sorry I dominated a little bit too much with my, my commentary. But, but uh, again, we have to, uh, to continue we have to table discussion. Make more time for our callers. Right. And we our will start next week. Post Office Box 135, Garden City, Michigan, 48135.